0: Well, that was a busy weekend. I feel like I was running the whole time. But we got a g- lot of cars washed on Friday. Yes, we did. A lot of veterans got clean cars. There was one guy that came through there that had a white pickup truck that had not been washed, he said, for 10 years. And when it came out the other side, well, we just didn't even wreck it. The GS Plumbing Talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. News alert. Don't go to New York City. And if you do go to New York City and somebody's getting attacked in front of you, don't do anything about it. because apparently in new york city doing the right thing although you know we we're, we're going to have to talk about the, the right thing as it was uh, as it was uh, executed if we if we can what we'll, we'll say executed in this particular case it is not something i would have done okay now we're talking about john Rote. he saw a woman being attacked on a subway platform and he decided to be uh you know be the rescue guy, and he, he drew his weapon, which he bought legally and had legally, and he fired off a warning shot. I don't shoot warning shots, especially not in an interior or a subterranean underground. Anything, I, I don't shoot warning shots. It doesn't matter where I'm at. But in this particular case, it worked because the woman was saved from the robbery. And see, when it's if it starts out as a robbery, where do we know? How do we know where it's going to go? How do we know where it's going to go? On the text line of being asked about the Secret Service missing, uh, they don't shoot all the time. <laughs> they don't shoot all the time. Most of the time, they just walk around and uh, stay in communication. Mr. Rote, what did he get for being willing to step in and, uh, you know, try to help somebody? He got arrested and he got charged. And he got chastised by Richard Davey, the head of the transit authority in the city. And we get this. I want to be clear. We don't tolerate this kind of conduct in New York NYC transit period. Once again, cameras recorded a perpetrator and we're grateful the NYPD made an arrest within hours. Thank goodness nobody was hurt here. But what I, what occurred was outrageous, reckless and unacceptable. So. That's bad enough. A lot of that comes, and I, I will simply say this. Mr. Rote, um, I, I need a few more details on this. Where did he shoot the warning shot? Did he shoot it into the ground? Because, you know, if you're standing on concrete, bullets don't punch into concrete. They ricochet. Did he shoot it into the ceiling? Did he shoot it against a wall? Where did the where did the warning shot go? Because he was in, in an interior. He was in the subway. Or was he I you know I don't I, I they haven't even published that although I'm going to have to presume he was in in an in interior now as if that was not bad enough though as if not that was not bad enough that he tried to do the right thing and then uh, he got in trouble for doing the right thing then the lady he saved She she, she, uh, she made the news, too. She said, of course, I'm happy that the man tried to help me and that nobody was injured during this incident. But it's scary to think that people are carrying guns around the city. I understand why people do it. They see it as their only means of protection. In this case, the man risked a lot to protect me, his safety, and the safety of other people on the platform. Yes, I do think he's a hero, but I don't know. I would likely thank him a bigger hero if he tried to help me without the gun. In my eyes, the gun is a little extreme. It was a very dangerous situation. Anything could have happened. That's right, lady. Anything could have happened. That guy that was trying to rob you, he wanted you. Okay, the the way this goes, apparently he held open a turnstile for this lady and wanted a buck for it, and he threatened to steal her purse if she didn't do that. Now, um, first things first, most people don't do that. that. That's not a normal course of action for anybody to do to, you know, Uh, demand a buck, and threaten to steal your purse if you don't do it. So now you're getting into the the land of dangerous. And when you're in the land of dangerous, you don't know where it's going to go. Now, one of the things about using a weapon for self-defense is that we as people exist in our MMA phase for a very short period of time. That, all, that whole hand-to-hand combat thing that we're capable of at certain times in our life, it begins to diminish. I don't know anything about Mr. Roat. I don't know what kind of shape he was in. I don't know what his background is or anything else. So for all I know, he could have gotten into like a, you know, a, 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 a grappling match with this guy. But I don't know. So he pulled out a weapon. And... This woman didn't know where this guy was going to go with this. He didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know, rather. She didn't know what was going to happen to her. She could He could have pulled out a knife and gutted her like a fish before anybody could have done anything in that particular instance. So this dude pulled out a weapon in self-defense, and that would have been the right thing to do if we just stopped there. But I'm not trying to second-guess the guy. But I don't do warning shots. He saved her, and all he got was this woman getting out and going to the newspaper and talk about how scary it is that people carry guns for protection. Stay in New York. And this apparently is what happens to any city run by Democrats, right? Any city run by Democrats. So the Stockholm Syndrome, it sets in and everybody gets out there. And its I, I guess it's not scary to see a police officer with a gun. I guess that's perfectly okay and acceptable. But um, anybody else carrying a gun, probably concealed. And I hate to tell you this, New Yorkers, but there's a lot of guns around you at all times. There's a lot of guns around you at all times, especially if you go into the Diamond District. But that's, once again, neither here nor there. There's probably more illegal guns in the hands of good people in New York than there are legal guns. But the lesson is very clear. Don't help people in these cities. You know, they're they they are, they're going full vigilantism like vigilante. Vigilante is not a bad word. Being vigilant and defending is not a bad thing. And this guy, I don't know if he was a repeat criminal, but apparently they're more interested in going after this John Rote guy than they are the, the guy that was uh, trying to hold up this woman. And I hate to say it, but, you know, you know, and like the texter says, we have seen what happens when New York City citizens step in without a weapon. Daniel Penny, right now. They're just, and I mean, they're going after the Good Samaritans. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But, I mean, the Good Samaritans, that, by the way, is also, that's a Christian thing. That's a Christian thing to be a Samaritan. The right move would have been to take Mr. Rode aside and say, listen, dimwit, we don't fire warning shots if you pull out your weapon and they, they take off run and put it away. Because after that you're not you're you're not defending anymore. We acknowledge you were just trying to help somebody. And instead he's going to be slapped with multiple charges and the, the, the woman that he saved won't even testify in his defense. That's pathetic. That is pathetic to think that. the Stockholm syndrome where they get out there and everybody believes guns are bad and this is bad and that's bad Uh, you know hand I I guess in you know in New York City hand-to-hand combat is bad so self-defense of any kind is bad so just don't go just I'm not going I'm not going to that nobody should go to that this means it you know, in certain like around here, if something goes sort of sideways or something, first of all, uh, if I see law enforcement on the scene, I'm probably going to be watching what's going on behind law enforcement. I'll let them handle it, and if somebody tries to do something sort of you know, bushwhackery, uh, do a little bushwhackery on them, I might I might get involved in that. But if they're on the scene, okay, great. I'm more than willing to sit back and just uh, observe. But if there's nothing like that, then I might would get involved in it. New York, in a place like New York, I'm walking away fast. I'm gonna save my gun and my bullets for another day, and I'm just gonna let whatever happens happen. And uh, you can enjoy that. You, all of you Stockholm syndrome afflicted blue state cities, you guys can enjoy that. You guys can. You're voting for it anyway, and sadly, you get you you get the government you deserve, the policies you deserve, and the environment that goes with all of that. The environment that goes with all of that. Now, the whole thing about the Good Samaritan thing, the, the, their destruction of that, we're going to push that around a little bit because that's an attack on Christianity. It is. It simply is. That, when we get back, I'm just, I'm just tired of all of this. I'm, I'm tired of the, the attacks on all of the values that we have. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, come on now. The text line, listen. I, I I'm getting some I'm, I'm getting a lot of texts from one person because they have a lot to say and uh, I, I I see what you're saying I just haven't responded to you because I have a lot of things going on here at all one time it's a it's a radio show my dude or my you know anyway don't want to don't want to presume but I I am hearing you it's not and I, I'm not purposely not responding to you I just got a few things going on here that's all. GS Plumbing Talk, and you should call GS Plumbing Talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. There are a lot of things that makes us as a country the greatest country on the planet that has ever existed for a, a lot of reasons. Despite everything that's going on right now, compared to other places. Well, even compared to other places here in the United States, we're still a shining city and normally in normal circumstances uh, <laughs> um, in, in in normal circumstances if somebody gets out there and starts doing something bad we have seen people step up and stop put themselves in danger and try to stop them because we are founded on judeo christian values and you can find the stories in the principles of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10:29 through37. and that has historically propped up a lot of people to do the right thing. But in New York City, recently we've seen uh, you know two major instances where the modern-day good Samaritans being punished for defending the innocent. Like former Marine Daniel Penny. He's riding the New York subway. Jordan Neely comes tap dancing up to him. A longtime criminal with a long rap sheet. Got onto the same car. He was moving and trapped underground. So he started to terrorize passengers. Including women and children. He was threatening to kill them verbally. He, he, was, he wasn't just dancing out there saying. Hey interpret what I'm doing. By my, my miming dance. He, he was telling him. Then Penny and two other guys stepped in to subdue him. And Mr. Neely, unfortunately, passed away as a result of his behavior toward innocent people on the train. The Passengers of the train thanked Daniel Penny and the other two guys for doing this. Alvin Bragg charged him with a felony. According to the New York Times, one passenger believed he was going to die as Jordan Neely approached him. Another heard Mr. C- Neely say, I want to go to prison, <laughs> and she shielded herself with his son's strollers. Mr. Neely made half lunge movements at others. Third, heard him say, "Someone's gonna die today." They're trying to dismiss the case against Daniel Penny, the man who killed Mr. Neely in a subway car in May. And, draw. you know, he didn't kill him; he held him down. But he didn't kill him. Mr. Neely was homeless, and he had a history of mental illness, and he probably had uh, a lot of—he uh, probably used drugs as well. It's not about uh, all that stuff. Then we came this past week to Mr. Rote, where he fired the warning shot when he saw a homeless panhandler demand the woman give him a buck. Then he followed her after she walked through. He held open the, uh, the uh, turnstile for the emergency gate so she didn't have to pay a fare, so he wanted a dollar for that. Now, surveillance video showed Mr. Rote telling the would-be thief to leave her alone. And he pulled out a weapon from a backpack, and then he popped off a warning shot towards a man's feet. And then he put the weapon away and exited the subway station. The homeless panhandler is known to the police, with the NYPD's head of transit, Borough Manhattan, calling him a swiper, who holds open the emergency gate in return for a tip. Mr. Rope stepped in to defend her with a weapon. And he told the third to get lost and leave her alone. He's been arrested and charged with a number of crimes and will likely spend significant time behind bars. Now, they're trying to put a chill on self-defense. That's not going to work everywhere. Everywhere does not have a Sorosian DA. And one of the savior, saving parts of this nation is, is pretty big. So when you're pretty big, you can look around and... You can say, wow, New York has a Soros-funded DA, and look what he's doing. He's going after regular people and letting the bad people out. And He's not criminalizing this, and he's not charging this. And This is bad. This is bad for society. We should never allow this to happen. So we don't have to put up with this, right? We don't have to. But the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible has been a key underpinning for us for centuries. And uh, helping others, especially the most vulnerable. And the left's modern-day social justice agenda threatens this. If you're a good person, you're going to step in. We're going to do something with you. Unfortunately, wherever this is happening, this is going to degrade society, which is, of course, their goal, because they want to take America all the way down and uh, then build it back up into the perfect socialist utopia hellscape. Now, if you are a citizen... In a blue city or a blue state. And I know in, in, in part of, part, part of the signal goes up into Asheville, for example. If you're listening in Asheville right now, you should be rebelling against this decriminalization of everything. You should seek it being normal. You can do all the things you want to do. Dye your hair pink or blue or whatever it is. You can say what you want to say, do what you want to do, but you should strive to be normal. Normal. I don't care what you want to identify as. I don't care what you want to be when you grow up. The only thing is, you just have to be normal. And you should be fighting it back against this whole decriminalization thing. And you definitely should allow good people to help other good people. Except what you're going to have in the midst of all of this, you're going to have some people that are completely indoctrinated. Like the woman in, in, in question here in New York City at the subway station. She's Glad he intervened, and at the same time, uh, you know, I I wish he hadn't done it with a gun. Wishful thinking, lady. That's just wishful thinking. You should be glad the panhandler didn't have a gun. So, stop. I... The only answer I can possibly think of since these blue cities continue to persist and they they don't ever get voted out. And even when even in L.A. when they could go after, uh, you know, they got rid of Chase of Bodine. They would not get rid of Giscone. They would not get rid of Newsom. They had they, they actually did all the work and did all the recall stuff and then they failed to actually see that through. And uh That makes me sad to think about it. It makes me sad to look at a great area like that and then go, I guess they are doomed. Because this is what they voted for and this is what they continue to vote for. And uh, it's not a place for me. The only time I've ever been in Los Angeles, I I was in an airplane on the tarmac. I didn't get out. That's as close as I'm going to come to that. Same with same with uh, New York City. Never going to get out and go do the things I want to do in New York City. And that bothers me. That bothers me a great deal because these are great American cities. I, I, uh, I uh, have spent my time defending the country. And in some cases, I look at what's happening in these various areas, and I think, wow, that was wasted. I wasted my time. In San Francisco, they have uh, Chairman Z from... Uh, China's coming in, and they have really cleaned it up. You're going to join, uh, Nan Su from APOC Times is going to join me, because I want to know what the chairman's in town for. California likes them some China. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me now from APOX Times and California, which is the place he wants to be, is Senior Investigative Correspondent Nan Su. Good afternoon, sir. Or good morning, sir. Good morning.
1: Morning, Bill. Thank you for having me.
0: So uh, Chairman G, he he got out there and he cleaned up San Francisco. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, San Francisco city government cleaned the whole street. Meaning, basically, meaning they could do it in the past, but they didn't do it for for the citizens, for the residents. They they this time they did it. They cleaned up all the homeless. I don't I don't know where they send the homeless people to. But you know, <laughs> I, I I actually went there for a couple of days. None of these two days I saw any homeless.
0: Well, I mean, they did it without using any extra money either. This is money, I guess, they've been sitting on, and and they could have used this. And apparently, they have more law enforcement available. I saw all of them riding bicycles and some video reel or something going in there to cleaned it all up and everything else. And now it's nice and spick and span and clean. And uh, Chairman G is coming in town. And what is this? The APEC uh, conference? What is that? What that is? Yes, yeah,
1: the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation. It's a it's a it's a forum uh, joined by 21 economies around uh, Asia, Asia Pacific Ring. So
0: I, I know that Gavin Newsom treats California like California is his own little nation. And he goes and makes deals with the Chinese on a regular basis. I know that uh, governors can do that. I get that part of it. But he really likes China. Why does he like China so much?
1: uh well california politicians want to take lead on this uh uh dealing with the climate change uh, issue and they you know california you know that they, they, they pass, already passed a bunch of legislations by the year of uh not sure if, i think it's 2035 uh they will they will have no uh no uh gas cards uh it's all going to be electric by the year of twenty uh, 45, it forty five you will be zero emission uh and by the year of twenty forty five they were going to there will be no oil you know production in california yeah so, but they're gonna,
0: where are they gonna get the energy to charge all those electric cars
1: um, I don't know if it's <laughs> to say enough they 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 did their calculations
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean uh what is the, I I think the percentage of energy they get from fossil fuel
1: right now is what about
0: 60
1: 60% I don't have the number but apparently they want to work with China on that because uh uh I think that was in November of 2021 Biden went to uh a, a UN uh international climate summit in UK uh you uh Biden wants to set up a, a co, uh, end date for cold consuming. So basically, you know, I think that the target was 2050. Uh, after that, there's no country uh, it's legal to 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 use uh, coal uh, now. But however, China didn't even come. You know, she knew Biden's agenda. She didn't even come. So that basically, the plan failed. Uh, China is the entire world's biggest coal producer, biggest the coal importer and biggest the coal uh, consumer. Uh, China is uh, all China Chinese uh, uh, power plant using coal and they, and they purposely now, not purposely but they, they basically refuse clearly refuse to use clean coal. Uh, for the power plant purpose. They, right. you know, they basically refuse to wash the coat before using it.
0: So why they, I mean, I I live in a very, and I, I suspect you do too, I live in a very logical, ordered world where I say, okay, so if you want to have this, you've got to have this. The, the The things that they say are going to happen, they do not, when they say that we're not going to be using fossil fuel, what are they planning on using?
1: Yeah, you know, they never say they're not going to use fossil fuel, but but they say, well, they want uh, they 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 want to use a uh, solar and they want to use wind and guess what, uh, most of their their solar and wind. Uh, power uh, generating equipment are sold to the Western world basically they want they want a business that's the way
0: it is well I mean how, how much green energy does China even really cultivate China is only selling us the materials for our our green energy apparatus are they actually using it for their own
1: uh they they China's 70% percent uh it's uh, gen, uh, power generated by uh, like a uh power plants using coal and then they have like about uh 15% i would say you know uh, by uh reservoir you know like uh, those dams you you have those uh, water uh uh you know uh generating uh power and then they have about 5% by nuclear and and the wind and uh, uh, you know, wing and solar, all these things together. I I believe, as if I remember right, was less than seven percent. That's so- the kind of uh, total ballpark of the numbers. Hmm.
0: Hmm. And yeah, I I look at them, and I I mean, they're they're pretty well. They're playing. For the leftist game that seems to be played here in the United States, China is very happy to play with them, aren't they? They're very happy to sell them all the stuff and do all the stuff. We'll get you all the stuff. You you need this for for photovoltaic uh, uh, panels? Yeah, we'll sell it to you. You need the rare air stuff? We got it. You, know, you need to do batteries? We got this stuff. Your prescriptions? We got you. They're very happy to work with this, aren't they?
1: With well, the- they're happy to make money from us and <laughs> and, and, and the most most important part is is okay don't get me wrong okay first of all, there are two things we need to discuss when when we talk about the business between United states and china right. chinese uh, government uh, china uh, china actually invests to the United States twice as much as United States invested to china okay. A lot of people say, oh, if there's a war, you know, uh, uh, breaks out, they're going to lose more that, than we lose to, to them because both sides are going to freeze the, the assets. Right. But well, we, wait we've a got... minute. Oh, okay. oh, wait a minute. We need to talk about this. Are we clear what we are talking about? You know, people usually don't think. They just look at the numbers. They draw the conclusions. Now, first of all, when the, our money go to China and the Chinese money comes to the United States, it's called economy. You know, economy <laughs> is all about money flowing yeah. around. So I, I, I tell you what,
0: Nan, you're, you're going to be back with me on Friday. We're going to have to pick this up on Friday because I have run out of time. I was trying. I was listening to it, and I, it sounds like it's going to be a little more involved, and I want uh-huh. to hear it it's in entirety. So we will pick this up on Friday when you come back.
1: All okay. right. How Nansu, good. yes, sir.
0: Nansu, Nansu is the senior investigative uh, correspondent at APOC Times on all things having to do with China and China's coming to California. I saw a car the other day, and I wanted to check into this car. And what I found out about this car was astonishing. Astonishing. This is News Talk ninety eight O R D. All right. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I saw a car the other day. I, I was behind. I was coming. I had left WORD. And uh, I was coming up Garlington, and I was about to hit Roper Mountain. And I saw this car, and I was like, wow, I've never seen this before. And it was a Lucid. And I'd never heard of a Lucid car before. It was a different kind of thing. Um, it's an electric vehicle. Now of course, you know, I have my I have my, my, my bones to pick with electric vehicles. Um, first of all, everybody that's selling electric vehicles loses money. Ford loses thirty two thousand dollars on every electric vehicle they sell. They lost uh, they're looking at losing four point five billion dollars altogether. And Tesla is pushing them around with a price war. And you look at that and you say to yourself, how are you going to lose $4.5 billion on a regular basis and stay in business? And there's been, uh, you know, automakers that have gone, gone under on this one, but they are nothing compared to lucid. They result. They reported their, uh, third quarter results last week. Uh, and, uh, First of all, the car I saw was called the Sapphire, and the Lucid Sapphire retails for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It is fast, it will go for five hundred miles on on uh on one charge. That's impressive. And uh it comes with it comes with the equivalent, the electric equivalent of twelve hundred and thirty-four peak horsepower. 1435, 1,430 foot pounds of torque. Uh, zero to sixty in one point nine, and, and uh, hey, I guess, it, and it's it's a, it's a handsome car. It's a it's a very handsome car. But, but, despite the car costing two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. On a text line, hey, Bill, I was at Lucid two weeks ago at the plant. There were three to 4,000 of them sitting at the front parking lot unsold. Well, that's good because every time they sell one, they lose $430,000 per car. $430,000, that's more than my mortgage. Now, they've got Saudi money behind them, right? They've got Saudi money behind them right now. But um, And they've actually brought this down. They have had uh, net losses of $630.9 million, $100 million more than last year, and they've delivered 1,456 vehicles. In quarter two, they were losing $544,000 a car. And they're not new. They, they've been around since 2007. Designed in California, manufactured in Arizona two, two years ago. The Saudis, uh, 2021, they scooped up a huge chunk of it, and uh, Kramer got out there and said, "This is the way to go. This is what we're, this is what we need to be doing." And uh, that was uh, that was not that was not well from a money making standpoint, it wasn't. But you got the Saudi money behind it, right? Saudis came in there and they bought a 60 percent Lucid stake, 55 billion dollars. Now their holding is worth 5.4 billion dollars. <laughs> Their gross margin was negative 241%. They spend much more building vehicles than customers pay for them. The Saudis will keep pumping money into this, though. This is why they will continue to make cars and stay in business. They've got a contract for 100,000 vehicles over the next decade or so. The analysts say the company's market cap is still high, but it hasn't helped the retail investors out there that are looking at it saying, well, I'll buy some of the stock. I mean, they're looking at 90% losses. Now, first of all, I don't think in terms like that, I, I, I guess I understand now the difference between a rich person and a person of modest means, shall we say? I mean, whoever is running this company and whoever's buying these cars, first of all, they you know how what kind of a job have you got to have to make to buy a $250,000 car? Do they even finance those? You're just paying for them? They say you can lease one for, you know, 749 bucks on their website, which is just a little bit less than the average car payment right now in the United States with interest rates the way they are. But the people that lose, the people that are invested in this and the people that are building this and everything, I don't know what their long-term viewpoint is. I don't know, for example, how fast does this does this actually charge? I'm being asked on the text line, what's the carbon credit for the owners of the $250,000 electric car? That that may be why the Saudis do it. That could be, I don't know what the carbon credit would be. I I would imagine like it's about seven, you know, in in I I have no idea. I have no idea. Most of the time if you are buying a typical electric car here in the United States, you can get up to $42,000 of incentives and other things for that which is more than it would cost to buy a gas car to begin with but uh hey when you're that kind of rich where you can lose that kind of money just go well it's all about the future well i i you have left me behind why are we having to import beef i know that sounds like a interesting question to you it is a really strategic question to consider this is news talk 98.9 word the voice of the carolinas